0: Welcome to Inspired by Her, the podcast that will give you the inspiration, motivation and tips for success from some of the top executives, CEOs and influencers from around the globe. With your host, serial entrepreneur and named one of the most influential Filipina in the world, Kate Hancock.
1: My Wi-Fi is... And we are live. Hi, everyone. This is Kate Hancock for the Inspired by Her podcast. I'm very excited to introduce to you my guest today, Bushra. Bushra, how are you? Hello, I'm doing super well. Very excited to be here today. How are you? I am great. And it's great seeing you. Everyone, Bushra, oh my God, she's on the cover of Time magazine. She's the youngest Muslim elected official in the United States. She's an activist, dynamic speaker and a media icon. Pushra, welcome. Thank you. Thank you so much. All right. So tell me
0: what was your journey like to get where you are, Pushra? Yeah, that is such a good question. So basically, I didn't really know whether politics was for me or not. What I was super involved with was service work and volunteerism. So I would be at five different nonprofit organizations, the five days of the week. And It wasn't until I realized that the best way to make long-term, practical, tangible change is through public policy when I decided to take an AP government and politics class my senior year of high school. And through that, decided to work on a U.S. senator's campaign. And then on that campaign, someone saw leadership ability and potential in me that I definitely did not see in myself at the time. And they asked me to run for public office. And the rest is kind of history.
1: That's crazy. So can you tell me that day when you... uh got the news that you're going to be covered, uh, you will be in a cover on Time magazine. I mean, that's huge. So Tell me, take me that very first moment.
0: Yeah, you know, so what's really funny about that is that people oftentimes ask me like, you know, you're so grounded or like what you showcase like all this humility, like how do you do it? And like the day that I found out that I was going to be on Time magazine, the first people I told were my parents. And both of them were like, oh, that's so cool. But what's Time magazine? (laughs) And I was like, Oh, gosh, and then, you know, just like having to explain it and do that, like, it was so sweet, you know, um, in a way, but it also showcases that having those sort of instances be around you also keeps you grounded in a way. But I remember, I got an email saying that, like, hey, like, you know, we're putting together a small thing for Time magazine, like, are you interested in submitting your picture and headshot, and you'll be covered in it. And like, I didn't know that it would be on the front cover until the day it became published. And I saw the cover. um, And that's how I found out. So it was very surreal, for sure.
1: Oh, my God. I just saw the photo of you with some other women. That was amazing. And you stand out because of your um, scar. I mean, like, just so beautiful. So I'm so proud of you. Now, tell me, uh, what what was your parents think about you running an office? Tell me, what was that?
0: Yeah, so when i first told my dad that i wanted to run for office he was like oh my god like yes go get them like this is my daughter like power to you i'm so excited and was my biggest supporter for sure um when i shared the, the news with my mom um, i just told them both together but they both had different and very separate reactions and my mom was like no um she literally was just like no <laughs> she is very much so feared for my safety and a lot of her perception of what politics entails and what running for office looks like like we never met anyone who had ran for office before it was this entirely new um perception and ideal and norm for her so she was really nervous for my safety mostly but both of them had like opposite sides of the spectrum in terms of reactions and my mother totally did come around as well Mm
1: -hmm. and now you you work for google is that (laughs) correct?
0: Yes, that is correct. I do, so how, do
1: you, how do you balance life between you're in the office and you have a full-time job? I mean, do you like how do you do that?
0: Yeah, that is such a good question. So, I um like to be super transparent about like what my day looks like. So, for example, my job at Google is like 9 to 5 typically, right? Work about 40 hours a week, sometimes a little more. Um usually not any less than that though. So it's like a full-time standard job. And then my elected office role, I have to go to, um, two board meetings a month. It's a part-time unpaid volunteer position. And then every now and then I'll get like phone calls or email updates or things like that to tend to. Um, but other than that, like those board meetings are the biggest time consuming. So those can be three to four hour board meetings. So they're not short by any means they're definitely long. Um, and a train like, you know, training and kind of like it takes your time and intensive because there you have to pay attention for every single part of it. Like you're making these really tough, like big decisions that impact all the stakeholders and schools. And then outside of that, I also do a lot of public speaking, which I think is the most fun thing for me right now. Um, I got to travel quite a bit because of public speaking as well for different conferences, events and things like that. So um, that's been really fun too. But all of that sort of takes up my time.
1: And I know that's awesome. And then I know when you were speaking at the Women's Summit on Clubhouse. By the way, everyone, I met Mooshua sure on Clubhouse. This is amazing. So it's the first time we're seeing each other in video. But you mentioned about there's a Netflix documentary. Was Is that out
0: already? Yeah, so it's a Hulu documentary. Yes, yes. And it came out... Um, The second week of March, March 13. So it is out. It's called Our America, Women Forward, and it's on Hulu. And was super excited about it. They did such a good job showcasing my story and telling my story. And it's actually the second documentary that I've been in. The first one was on PBS called And She Could Be Next. And then I have an Amazon Prime TV show about me as well called Run the Series. So I've I've had quite a bit of uh, time in front of the camera um, for sure. But it's it's all been very fun to say the least.
1: So how do you practice that, Bhushra? Do you ever prep yourself? Like you're so well spoken and like nothing fazy. you. I'm so happy and proud of you. Like and you're just like t- you know being a documentary. There's a lot of places. So how where do you get that confidence from?
0: That's first of all, thank you. That is so so sweet. Thank you so much for this very kind words. It means a lot coming from you. Like I like look up to you greatly and like love all the work that you do and everything like that. But I never had formal media training or anything of that sort, and I sort of had to learn as I went on. I think my very first interview, I spoke too fast. I um, sort of like didn't know if I should look at the camera, look at the person I'm talking to. Um, I feel like I used a lot of filler words, like um, like but that I still sometimes do. But I'm was a bit, I'm aware of it now a bit more, so I'm able to control that and it was, I think I was a mess, right? So if anything, like I have grown in front of the public eye, like with every interview that came my way was almost practicing this muscle or this niche. So, um, and then I would watch interviews that I'd done before and literally criticize myself and be like, okay, what can I do better? So I was my own coach throughout that. I was my own like media consultant and I never had that formal training or anything like that, but the confidence factor, I definitely will say that fake it till you make it right. Like you keep like, no one needs to know that you're not the most confident person on the planet. As long as you emulate it, people will pick up on that radiation and accept that and energize that and, um, you know, come to terms with that as well. But I definitely don't think that I would use the word confident to describe myself 100%. Uh, But I think it's really sweet when people think that I am confident. That means it's working.
1: you are. Now, Bushra, how do you deal with criticism? You're in office. And how do you deal with that? What are some mental um, exercises
0: that you do? I mean, that's tough to tell us. It is so tough. It's because the thing about holding public office is that you are supposed to give an answer to these people that are criticizing you because they are your constituents, they're stakeholders, they're the people in the community who have voted for you, whether they supported you or not support you. Like, there are people that you owe an answer to. And then what's also challenging is that with the national attention that I got, right, like everything from... Forbes, The Hill, Bloomberg, Glamour, Time, Teen Bo, like all of these publications that I've been in, which I've been super grateful for. But that national media attention would mean national exposure to haters Um, because suddenly like you have like all of these people who don't live in your district, who you don't owe an answer to, but are suddenly criticizing and critiquing your every move. and that's really hard. Um, Like there's no other word to describe it. Like I wish there was a secret sauce that I've mastered, but that's one thing that I personally still struggle with. A thing that I have picked up on and have taught myself is that I used to read the comment section. with every article with every video that went viral or anything like that and I 100% stopped doing that you can't do that like it's just not a healthy thing like it's so sad to see the things that people say when while hiding behind a screen so I definitely don't recommend doing that um and I definitely think that like not doing that is like a really smart tip as well so it's a it's a good way to block the haters and to ignore them um and i I boiled it down to this ratio that with every 100 positive comments, you will get one negative comment. And you see the whiteboard and there's a black dot on there. And all you see is the black dot, right? It's easy to focus on that, but you have to look at the bigger picture. You have to look at the proportion. You have to look at the grand scheme of things. And it's so much easier to focus on that one negative comment, but, um, but you have to look at the, bigger picture
1: i love i love that ratio thing because that happens to me in the philippines and i told my family okay i've been in this interview but i don't want you guys to read all the comments because i know you guys are gonna get pissed off right like i said i'm used to that it doesn't bother me like they said in clubhouse new level new devil like you just you just remind yourself with that but definitely it's more of your family and friends that get more and more sensitive because it's hard to read those comments so that thank you that's such a great advice now, Boucher, what is your big, hairy, audacious goal?
0: Yeah, so my biggest goal for 2021 is definitely that I want to write a book. And I actually signed a book deal um, earlier this month, or in, in March, right, we're in April now, but I signed a book deal with someone I actually met through Clubhouse, which I'm super excited about. So just like that networking piece is something that I'm always trying to do, and emulate and get to know people and speaking things into existence, right? Like, that's what that looks like. The more that you put out there what you're looking for, the more likely that that is to come to you, because people know that that's what you're in searching for. That's what your journey is encompassing. So um, that's like my biggest goal right now. And then I definitely, want to hold higher public office one day. I would love to be in Congress or in Senate or even state government, state house, state representatives. So uh, who knows where that will take me.
1: Absolutely. Okay. So I have this fun question for you. If you could be a president for one hour, what is one thing that you would change?
0: Oh my gosh! That is such a good question because theres so much at the there's so much power that people have at the national level. Like I think we all realize how much power like the President of the United States has. Like you can sign one executive order and literally change a law in every single state in this country, right? Which I think is so powerful. But I think the biggest thing that I would want to do would probably be free universal health care. Um, I didn't have health insurance for a really long time, especially after I rolled off of my parents' insurance, and it was such a really confusing and challenging um system to navigate and there was a lot of back and forth and i just think that that's a universal basic thing that everyone should have access to i think health is wealth and health is so important and like having access to that healthcare is definitely i think a priority that i would make of mine
1: oh wow now your parents where are they from originally before they migrated to the u.s where are they from they're from karachi pakistan
0: Okay, were you able to visit there and be involved and be in the press? Yeah, so I've actually been in like all of the major Pakistani news publications um, and on like the TV live news. So they they have a lot of morning shows in Pakistan that starts at 10 a.m. Pakistan time, which is 12 a.m. Chicago time. So I literally like for four nights in a row, um, the four nights in a row that I was on Pakistan TV, um, like Hum Geo ARY, like those are like the big ones that that they're called. Um, I would stay up until 12 a.m. I'd put my makeup on all over again at that hour and sit in front of my laptop and do these interviews. And I can speak and understand Urdu. So the language, so it would be in a whole different language. Um, so I think that the interviews that I do in English are a lot more powerful. I know exactly what I'm saying. Like I kind of have a rhythm down, but in, in a whole different language, doing it in Urdu was super challenging in its own way. Um, and I tried really hard not to integrate English words while speaking. Um, but that was like an interesting muscle that I got to flex as well.
1: Wow. So that must be, I mean, it's amazing how many women or, uh, you know, little girls you inspired out there. I'm so proud of you. That's that's an amazing, I mean, at, at your age and what you have accomplished, it, it's really mind blowing.
0: That's so sweet. Thank you so much, Kate. That means a lot. That really yeah, does. Of course. And how do you stay grounded? Yeah. Um, so I kind of like mentioned this earlier. I think, um, what really helps is that like a lot of the things that I've been really excited about and a lot of the press features that I've gotten and all that attention, um, it doesn't phase my friends or family. Like all of them are like, Oh, okay. Like that's it. You know, like, no, I feel like I, my inner circle does not hype me up as much as like you, one would assume. And that's really what keeps me grounded because it's like, okay, like, Yes, I was just, you know, on the cover of this, or yes, I was just featured in this, or there was this article that just came out, but that doesn't mean anything else if my heart's not in the right place and if I'm not doing the right work that I'm, that I should be doing or that I'm supposed to be doing. So I think that's really what keeps me grounded. It's that I need to remember that my core values and principles have brought me where I am. And being, you know, having an ego or having a big head goes against those principles. So I definitely don't want to emulate any of those. Um, that plus like, my job every day, like at the end of the day is to wash the dishes, which it sounds really funny, but it's like, no matter what has happened in that day, like I remember I was um, Glamour Magazine's College Woman of the Year. I had just met Kamala Harris and Chrissy Teigen, Viola Davis, all these amazing, inspiring women. We were all celebrated that evening. And I flew in from New York, came home, had dinner with my family, and then I had to wash the dishes. Like it was just like my job. And I think it's stuff like that, that Duffy keeps me grounded.
1: I love it. Now, um, did you figure out
0: the title of your book
1: or you're still putting it together?
0: I'm still putting it together, but it's going to be something around the word and theme of courage.
1: I love it. And you said you 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 met this person on Clubhouse? Yeah, yeah. That's name... amazing. Tell me about the story.
0: Yeah, so um, it's so funny. I think it was in one of your rooms, actually. His name is Michael Butler. You know him, right? He sounds familiar. I think it was in one of your rooms, actually. And we connected. Actually, yes, I spoke in that room and was like, hey, I'm looking for a speaking agent or something like that. And we connected for 15 minutes. And he was like, oh, yeah, like I have a speakers bureau. Like I can help you get plugged in, this and that. And then I casually mentioned that I really want to write a book because he asked me what my goals were. And he was like you do know I own like a publishing company. And I was like, no, I don't know that. I did not do my homework because so many people on Clubhouse wear so many hats and do so many things. It's so hard to keep up with what that looks like. Um, So very grateful for that. And then my next sort of step of that journey was like looking for sponsors and people willing to help with the cost of the book since it is quite expensive and pricey to get that going. Um, So I met one through Clubhouse as well, but I'm like, searching for more now. So again, Clubhouse is like the tool, the way to do it. If you know
1: how to use it right, you get all the connection that you need, right? 100%. Yeah. Well, are you still addicted to it or are you kind of more mindful of your time?
0: I'm definitely a lot more mindful now. I think I was more addicted in the beginning when I was trying to build my following up really, really quickly. And then after I hit, like, a certain point, I was like, okay, like, I'm going to chill now. And then also there aren't even that many exciting rooms going on as much as there were. You know, I feel like all the good topics have been taken. So i definitely chilled. What about you? Yeah, I think
1: you have that three weeks window of addiction and then after three months so you really have to plan it out be strategic about your time that way you'll last long but just amazing friendship like i would have not met you and so, so many amazing human soul. i mean i'm so if i have to do it again i'll do it again because it really is a frictionless way of meeting amazing people i mean we all have to pay and fly in one place to get together but there you can just get to know people which is such a blessing in a way
0: it is a huge blessing, and the, you especially have such an incredible network and presence on there. Like that twenty-four hour summit you did on women's in honor of Women's History Month on Wo- International Women's Day, like was so inspiring. So you're making huge strides and waves on Clubhouse, um, as I'm sure you already know, and far and beyond the, that platform too. So it's really cool to see.
1: Oh, thank you, Busha. Well, With you being one of the speaker that really creates huge impact and a lot of people loves you including my friend Christina are you guys t- talking now
0: Christina Harvard? um no I don't think so but I'm definitely gonna like check my Instagram DMs and like get in touch with her because I don't think we actually like formally connected the way we should have there's just so many people that reached out that day because of that event um that it was kind of overwhelming so I don't think we connected but we definitely should Sure, I'll
1: make make sure because she will be the right person for you. Now, um, Bushra, tell me, who's your role model? Who's that someone that really create that huge impact for you?
0: Yeah. Um. So I have two. One is my dad. My dad is my biggest role model because he came to the United States from Karachi, Pakistan, with twenty dollars in his pocket and worked every job from bussing tables to flipping burgers to delivering pizzas to driving a taxi to later owning his own clothing store on the west side of Chicago, so quite the serial entrepreneur himself, um, and did all of that to help make ends meet for his family and worked so extremely hard. So my dad definitely inspires me and motivates me in so many ways. And then outside of that, I love, love, love Michelle Obama. Like, actually, I'm so obsessed with her. I think she carries herself with so much elegance, poise, and grace. And there's so much negativity and hate that she's faced and controversy that she's faced as you know the first lady that so many other first ladies historically never did which i think is really unfair and to some extent in some way yet she didn't let that get to her did her own thing and continues to be resilient and strive for excellence so those are the two that i would say love it and how do you stay inspired I think it's because I look for inspiration from more than just one source. Uh, I, I don't put all my eggs into one basket. So for example, if you ask me for my inspiration, I wrote my a blog post on this. I wrote it on Rashida Talib and Ilhan Omar and uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez and Kamala Harris. And it's like all of these women that have really shattered the glass ceiling And like paved the way so people like me could run, um, on that paved way, right? Like, I guess that's what the metaphor sounds like, but um, I definitely don't look for it in one place, and it's looking for it in constantly different places keeps me inspired and motivated. And what also keeps me motivated is seeing how far that I've come with like literally no infrastructure or like things in place. Like, it only makes me imagine, like, wow, like how far I truly could go. Love
1: it, love it now, um. Busha, how do you want to be remembered?
0: Oh gosh, that is such a good question. Um, I definitely want to be remembered as, you know, someone who had a very, had pure intentions for everyone around her. Like someone who, you know, I think Islam teaches me one thing that is intention comes before everything. And, you know, someone with good intentions really can make a huge difference and strides in the lives of others. So I definitely want to be remembered as someone who was kind hearted, someone who was nice, someone who made an impact in the lives of others who used her platform for good um, and did things of that sort. So that's how I would want to be remembered.
1: Yeah, and where can they find you?
0: Yeah, I can. I'm on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Clubhouse, and I'm at Bushra Amiwala on all of those.
1: Well, it's so nice having you here, Bushra. And uh, like, again, I'm so proud of you, and I can't wait to see you. I know I'm going to be seeing you there somewhere. Like, I'm going to, oh, I'm she was just starting. I'm sure that's going to happen. Well, I'm so happy and so proud of you. I want you to know that.
0: And I will be seeing you around. Thank you. Thank you so much, Kate, Thank for you. having me. You are a gem. You're so sweet. Thank you. Thank you. This is an amazing conversation. It's an honor having
1: you here. Thank you so much. And good luck. Okay? Yes. Bye.
0: Bye. We hope you enjoyed the show. Don't forget to rate, review and subscribe and visit katehancock.com so you don't miss out on the next episode.